Welcome to the Max Bernier Show. Here's the leader of the People's Party of Canada, Maxime Bernier. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Max Bernier Show. Today, I have the pleasure to uh, do an interview with uh, Professor Mark uh, Mercer. Uh, professor Mercer is the uh, professor for philosophy at St. Mary's University, but also he is uh, the president of the Society for Academic Freedom and Scholarship. So <clears throat> I'm very pleased to have him today also because the Society will receive a prize from the Justice Center for Constitutional Freedom this year. So let's start about uh, Mark. Thank you for being with us. And I really appreciate that uh, we have time to do, you have time to do uh, this interview with us. Great to be here. So Mark, if you can tell us and tell our viewers, uh, what is the Society for Academic Freedom and Scholarship? Uh, yes, uh, the uh, Society came into existence in the um, early 1990s. Uh, I joined around uh, 2006, and I've been uh, president now for, uh, for five years. Um, the society is concerned about academic freedom, uh, academic freedom uh, in teaching, academic freedom in uh, research and publishing, um, academic freedom in uh, uh, scholars' service to their institutions. Uh, we think that it's uh, very important that uh, professors, both as researchers and as teachers, uh, be able to um, um, uh, investigate what they want, draw con whatever conclusions they want, um, experiment in, uh, in teaching style uh, without uh, facing uh, 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 sanctions from, uh, uh, from their uh, administrations. Um, we also think very highly of freedom of expression on campus, and so that would include uh, students and other members of the university uh, community, uh, that no one should be sanctioned or punished uh, for the content of their expression, whether they're um, expressing views just to see, uh, just as part of the discussion, or expressing themselves uh, to uh, try to uh, institute change. Uh, we think uh, freedom of expression is very important, and we want um, to whatever barriers there are to uh, free expression to, uh, uh, to be taken down at the universities. Um, so we're also concerned about uh, the um, use of, uh, of, of teaching and, uh, and research. We um, are in favor of uh, high academic standards, academic criteria. Decisions uh, should be held hostage to uh, social and political uh, criteria. And only academic criteria. Okay, can you, uh, Mark, give us some uh, example of uh, what happened right now on the campuses uh, about about that? And you know, it's a, it's a little bit uh, disturbing that we have to fight for academic freedom. Uh, the university is supposed to be a place where you have debates and you can exchange uh, different point of views. So, so can you give us some example of uh, what is happening right now on some uh, campuses uh, here in Canada? Well, uh, in, as far as academic freedom goes, uh, um, there are cases where uh, professors are being um, sanctioned, um, otherwise uh, disciplined for uh, for the content uh, of their views. I think the uh, the Carla Duchesne case uh, is uh, one instance of this, um, where instead of um, taking the, the scholars' um, ideas and arguments and subjecting them to critical examination, which we're all in favor of, that's the ethos of the university, um, critics, people who don't like uh, the conclusions that the researcher draws, in this case, uh, Ricardo Duchesne, 
uh, would um, uh, petition that to uh, to have him removed from that uh, from teaching, or um, um, uh, is his work not published? Uh, uh, and that's uh, uh, a violation of, uh, of academic freedom. There are also many subtle cases uh, of uh, uh, violations of academic freedom that uh, are hard to, sometimes hard to see. Um, so if a, um, uh, a researcher submits a, um, uh, a paper to a journal, yeah. uh, but that paper comes to conclusions or floats ideas that uh, might be um, uh, uh, against the views, the political or social views of the editors, that paper might not get uh, get published. You might be familiar with the uh, Rebecca Tuval case uh, from a few yeah. years ago. Yes, where uh, she wrote, uh, 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 to my mind, a very good article about um, why transracialism, um, uh, if, if we accept transgenderism, then we should accept transracialism because the two cases are, are parallel to each other. Uh, well, the uh, the article went, went through peer review and uh, was published, uh, but uh, uh, some of the um, uh, editorial board um, asked for it to be retracted, not on grounds that the research was uh, shoddy, not on grounds of academic fraud, uh, but uh, because they didn't like uh, uh, this conclusion. Now, you don't have to like the conclusion. If you don't like the conclusion, then go out and um, uh, criticize it. Um, so it's that sort of... Um, um, the, the, the attempt to apply uh, political and social pressures to, uh, to researchers rather than engaging in uh, uh, active criticism uh, that the society stands against. So your goal is uh, you want the university to stay a place where we can debate and exchange and uh, that must be the goal of the administration of a university, not try to uh, uh, be a kind of a social uh, or, or um, justice uh, warriors, uh, people. Um, the, the, and, and so you, you want the university to keep their, their main goal to, to inform and, and being able to debate. Um, do you have, a, ex yes? Um, university is a very strange and, and difficult place because of that. Uh, humans, uh, you know, we're prone to think, well, we want to belong to this group and we don't want to belong to that group. And one way of belonging is to believe what they believe and to value what they value. One way to keep away from these other people is to uh, revile them or whatever. So um, that's very deep in human psychology. Um, a university, though, goes against that. A university is a, a, a place, should be a place where um, the social pressures that we're inclined to, uh, to follow in our believing and value don't have any place. So it's evidence and argument, evidence and argument alone. Uh, uh, persuades us or dissuades us from that, from the views. If I recall, some universities are promoting people not based on their competence and their achievement, but based on the on, on their, their race or, or their point of view or their... So that's, you're fighting against, against that kind of uh, um, policies. Um, is it okay to say that? Oh, yes, we are. Um, again, we think that Academic decisions should be made on academic criteria and academic criteria alone. And we don't think that uh, race or sexual, uh, sexual orientation, um, uh, sex or gender, uh, ethnicity are um, academic criteria. Now, um, there are some arguments uh, around that are meant to show that um, um, such things as ethnicity and um, um, sexual orientation could be 
academic criteria. One of the arguments is that um, uh, people speak from their lived experience, and uh, the lived experience of um, people of this ethnicity is different from the lived experience of that. Uh, of people of that ethnicity, so when we search in a particular um, uh, topic involving um, uh, a particular ethnicity, then those who belong to that ethnicity have, have an advantage. Now, the problem, though, is that the, um, the, the quality of the scholarship should come out in the scholarship itself. And mm -hmm. even if it is the case that, say, um, uh, a black person who grew up in Toronto might have insights into black culture, black life, in Toronto, uh, uh, might have um, uh, access to uh, uh, insights that uh, other researchers don't have. Well, either that comes out in the in the research or the teaching, or it doesn't. And if it comes out in the research or the teaching, then we can look at the research and the teaching uh, to evaluate the uh, uh, the performance of the scholar. So uh, it's good scholarship that we should be looking at, and, and, and good teaching, uh, rather than uh, the uh, basis in ethnicity or uh, whatever other category uh, of the scholar. So is it right to say that your organization and what you fight for, uh, it's, uh, it's against a positive discrimination, uh, uh, because at the end, a positive discrimination is discrimination against other uh, groups. Um, do you argue with that? Well, um, yes, but maybe not in those terms. Right? Our, uh, our concern uh, isn't with um, uh, fairness or justice generally. Uh, it, it might be indirectly. Our, our concern is with the good of the university. Right? And we yeah. think that the, uh, the university's mission is best promoted uh, by um, careful attention to scholarship and teaching, and scholarship and teaching alone. And that when we bring in uh, the concern, uh, say, to uh, make the, um, uh, the professoriate um, uh, reflect uh, the, uh, the categories that, that people think are salient in the, uh, the general population, then we're leaving the, uh, the scholarly mission behind and the scholarly ethos behind. Um, so our, our complaint wouldn't be with um, positive discrimination as yet another form of discrimination, and uh, uh, that's wrong for that. We just think that it's out of line with academic values. It doesn't mean that it's wrong for other reasons as well. To serve the university best, people who are making academic decisions, that is decisions about curricula, decisions about hiring, uh, promotion, publication, any academic decision, they should be making them on academic grounds alone. Uh, and if they're making them on academic grounds alone, then the, the, the good of the university, the, uh, a place where um, ideas are generated and ideas are discussed, then um, that will be the, um, uh, the legacy of the university. And that will be um, uh, good for, uh, uh, for all of us. Uh, so our, our concern then is what um, serves best the atmosphere of universities and the academic mission of the universities. And we don't think that bringing in concerns about um, um, fair representation uh, uh, by category uh, serves the university, serves the university's purpose. So can I ask you the question, which university in Canada have the, the worst uh, track record on that? Uh, is it, it's, you know, it's happening everywhere or specifically in, in one university? Or? Well, I, I think it's, it's, um, it's a wide problem. It might not be uh, general. Uh, there, there may be some universities uh, where uh, research, at least in some fields, is still uh, open and, uh, and candid. 
uh, I think um, uh, we have to worry about what happened in the, uh, the Rick Meta affair at Acadia University. Uh, now, the uh, reason Rick uh, was, uh, um, I call him Rick because I, I know him, uh, the reason uh, Rick was uh, uh, fired, uh, well, there are many reasons. Uh, the um, university lumped them all together. But within uh, that, uh, uh, that, that ball of complaints, uh, there were complaints about his views on uh, the residential schools. Now, now, researchers at Acadia must be thinking twice. Um, if I investigate uh, uh, this idea, uh, perhaps uh, if I announce that I'm investigating this idea, I might uh, find uh, that the administrators are now uh, uh, investigating me, or are now looking at me. Uh, so I think that's a, um, 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 a particular case where um, uh, sanctioning a professor uh, for the content of his views would have um, uh, effects on others. Uh, I might mention in, in this connection the, uh, the case of Kathleen Lowry at the University of Alberta. Uh, you may have uh, heard of uh, her situation. Uh, she was a, uh, an associate uh, chair in her department. Now, that's an administrative uh, position, not uh, yeah. her uh, role as a, as a professor, but in that uh, position, she um, uh, gave advice and, 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 and counts, academic counseling to uh, students in the anthropology program and, and elsewhere in the university. But she has views on uh, transgenderism that uh, uh, she's uh, um, discussed in, in, in public, the scholarly views, uh, views that uh, she uh, uh, engages in research. Uh, some students complained that this uh, made them feel uncomfortable, and the, uh, the dean of her faculty relieved her of her uh, administrative position as, uh, as associate chair. Now, what that means, then, is a uniformity of, uh, of thought, a uniformity of opinion uh, is imposed. Professors who uh, wish to enter into uh, administrative roles had uh, better steer clear of certain subjects, or at least of certain conclusions on those subjects, or else uh, they won't be considered for those positions, despite the fact, in Kathleen Lowry's case, that there were no complaints about her competence as an advisor, uh, no complaints about um, uh, her, uh, the way she interacted with, uh, 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 with students. So she was doing her job perfectly well as an administrator, and yet she lost that job because of the content of her views. Uh, so her view is that, there, uh, that um, um, uh, there's something about uh, biology as part of what it is to be a woman. And uh, transgendered uh, women are not entirely women in that sense. But I'd rather you talk to her about that. I don't, uh, I don't want to uh, uh, yes. speak someone else's views, get them wrong, whatever. The point is she had, uh, had expressed views that were out of keeping uh, with the, um, um, uh, uh, the comfort, the wishes of, of some students, and the administration uh, took that as grounds for removing her from her administrative post. Now, um, see, I'd make the same claim even if it went the other way around, even if an administrator's views were that um, uh, transgendered women uh, should have all the privileges and uh, rights of uh, non-transgender uh, uh, cisgendered women uh, and that was taken to be um, uh, to make students uncomfortable uh, uh, again uh, that should not be grounds for removing a professor from the administrative post so that's just the content of a, um, uh, of, a of a view it's a um, uh, an idea uh, one that we can criticize we can discuss uh, whatever uh, but holding a view should not holding whatever view 
should not be grounds for uh, uh, removing someone from uh, from a position or for any sort of sanction of that, uh, of that person. Yeah, no, absolutely, you're right. And since the creation of the, uh, the society, uh, do you see more cases? And, you know, is it going in, <laughs> in, in the wrong direction? toward the wrong direction, uh, the, the administration of universities and uh, people who are uh, in charge of, of uh, universities, are they looking a little bit more to uh, be in line with political movements or, uh, and you have more, more cases than you had in the past or, or not? Um, yes, I, 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 I do think so. Um, Better to talk to a, a historian of universities uh, than me about this. Uh, I'm just going with my impressions. I haven't done um, a, a lot of research here. But I think there have been problems um, uh, of the sort that the uh, Society for Academic Freedom and Scholarship deals with. Uh, have been around, uh, these problems have been around for 30 or 40 years. Uh, there's always been um, among, uh, among professors and among um, administrators a, uh, a concern to uh, promote certain uh, social values even at the expense of open, free, and candid inquiry. And so uh, there's always been uh, something to respond to. But I do think that in the, um, in the past decade, and then especially in about the past Uh, four or five years, uh, there's been a, um, uh, an increase in, uh, in, in cases where uh, academic freedom, freedom of expression on campus, uh, either straight out violated or at least put at risk. I'm not entirely sure why that is. There are some, uh, some ideas, some theories. One is the, uh, the idea of uh, therapy culture, um, the uh, idea that um, Uh, what we want from our social institutions, including uh, universities, is for people to uh, feel good about themselves, um, and uh, uh, that then uh, would um, justify bringing in rules to uh, uh, prevent the, uh, the full and candid discussion of, uh, of, of certain topics. Um, there's also the, uh, the concern with um, identity politics, uh, the idea that uh, if there is uh, some uh, group that is, uh, has been historically marginalized or is uh, a subject of continual, uh, continuing discrimination, that uh, to um, um, uh, fight that, uh, uh, rather, the best thing to do is rally around a particular identity and then ask for uh, changes based on that group identity. Uh, that has come into the university as well, um, and that's entirely um, uh, contrary to the academic ethos, uh, where uh, what matters to us are uh, the ideas and the arguments and the evidence. We as scholars are continually putting um, our identities, whatever they might be, at risk. Uh, we hold them at arm's length and we evaluate them. Uh, so uh, there's always going to be Um, criticism and um, you know, uh, potentially um, hurtful criticism of one's values uh, at a university. So the protection of, um, of, of, of people um, because of their uh, marginalized status uh, through their identity uh, uh, is uh, very bad uh, for the university, where uh, our concern is to uh, take just about anything that matters, any uh, value, and subject it to, um, uh, to investigation and, uh, and criticism. Uh, that can't help but um, cause people um, bad feelings and, 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 and emotional pain. And yet, uh, we think it's worth it uh, because this is the way to uh, understand things and, and, and the way to um, uh, improve 
our um, our our values, our, our our being in the world. So those are two forces I think that have uh, have really caught on. Uh, most recently, with the pandemic, and uh, then the, uh, the killing of George Floyd and um, um, other uh, uh, events in the United States, um, has come the, the idea of systemic racism uh, and the idea of the exclusion of um, um, indigenous uh, ideas and indigenous uh, uh, ways of knowing in the university. Uh, that too. Um, uh, produces problems for the academic mission and the, the academic ethos. It's not entirely clear that there is systemic racism in the university, especially if the university is concerned with applying academic standards and only academic standards. Um, indigenization, well, that's fine if students and, uh, and, and professors and members of the university community want to uh, understand um, in indigenous ways and investigate indigenous uh, um, uh, thinking, uh, indigenous thinking in botany, for instance, um, uh, terrific, uh, uh, that, that's fine. But the, um, uh, the sense many of us are getting is to, that, that we're to respect ideas um, and not give them a hard time. Now, as academics, we want to respect individual people, of course, but um, ideas are fair game, um, yeah. fair game for, uh, for criticism. Uh, and if uh, some view is uh, false or um, some set of values we take to be unsound, well, that's a thesis. Uh, hang, it, uh, hang it up, put it on your blackboard, and, and discuss it. Um, but if the uh, concern is to um, you know, make uh, a space comfortable for people, then um, that, uh, uh, that endeavor uh, will inevitably be, uh, be compromised. So anyway, yes, I do think that... Um, that, that uh, trouble, trouble has been brewing for a long time. Trouble is a constant thing. Again, as I said earlier, university is a very strange, idiosyncratic uh, sort of institution, and it goes against um, any number of um, uh, natural human impulses. So there's always uh, an attempt to use it for something other than uh, scholarship, inquiry, and, and, and teaching. Um, but in uh, the last decade, in the last five years, I think uh, these uh, these pressures uh, these pressures have mounted. Um, another cause of that might be that the people moving into administrative positions um, have, as their goal, the transformation of the university from a, a place of scholarship into, into something else. Yeah. Uh, again, I was speculating. You, uh, you want to talk to a historian or a sociologist who actually looked at the, uh, uh, the facts and figures. But, so that's my impression. <clears throat> but it is also, uh, as a politician, my impression, you know, if you want to protect minorities, uh, you need to protect the ultimate uh, minority, that is the individual. Uh, and that's why we at the People's Party are fighting for individual rights and personal responsibility, and we don't do any uh, identity politics or pandering to a special interest group. And about the systemic uh, racism, uh, you know, uh, I, I believe I'm outside the university, but uh, I believe that there's no uh, systemic racism in, in university. You know that better than myself. But uh, in general, in, in Canada, uh, there's no systemic racism. But if there, there are some, it will be uh, coming from the federal government. As you know, the Indian Act, it's an expression of systemic racism. It is based on race. And the more you want to 
promote some groups or, or ethnicity, uh, you are creating a division and, and discrimination. And the last example was a new program that the Trudeau government put forward to uh, only to give uh, subsidies to uh, black entrepreneurs. Uh, I think personally, it's it's a discrimination against other uh, persons. So, uh, and that's that's the beginning of a systemic racism at the federal level in a program. So uh, I'm very pleased to hear that you're fighting for more academic freedom uh, on uh, campuses. It is uh, it is very important for the future of the society. Like you just said, uh, you know, these people that are now coming at the uh, uh, decision level in a university, uh, maybe they want to influence uh, the university based on their belief. Um, but at the end, uh, that's not the goal, to promote uh, a specific ideology against another one. And uh, that's why I, I wanted to have a discussion with you about that, because it's important to be able to support uh, your society, the, the academic uh, freedom and scholarship society. Um, and if my viewers want to help you on that, what uh, can they do? Uh, donate or going to your website or? I would, I would encourage uh, people to uh, go to the, uh, the SAF's website. Uh, just type uh, Society for Academic Freedom and Scholarship into uh, a search engine and uh, um, up it will come and uh, take a look at uh, what we're about, at the uh, letters we've written to uh, university administrators, um, the articles in the uh, newsletter that we publish uh, three times a year. Um, take a look at the site, and uh, on that site, uh, uh, people can join uh, the society if they wish, or uh, donate money uh, even if they don't wish to uh, uh, to join. Um, yeah, so I encourage people to uh, to find out uh, what um, our society is uh, is all about, uh, what it's doing, what it's trying to do. <laughs> It's so it's open for everybody. I thought it was only for uh, professor and, and students, but uh, the membership is open for uh, everybody. Oh yes, the membership anyone can uh, anyone can join. Uh, we just ask that uh, if you join, you affirm that you support the uh, society's principles. Most of our uh, members are uh, professors at Canadian universities. Um, that's maybe. Well, it's over three quarters of our members. Uh, we have uh, professors uh, outside of Canada as well as uh, some of our members um, in the States, but uh, in uh, uh, other places as well. And um, we have uh, people who aren't connected with the university. Um, uh, lawyers, doctors, and others as well uh, are members of, uh, of our society. My goal today was to present uh, the society to uh, our viewers and uh, to be sure they understand that uh, on a campus uh, there's uh, people who are fighting for more freedom and uh, and that's uh, that's important you know it, it, people who are at the university uh, right now the students are the future of our society and uh, they need to be able to have uh, different point of views uh, that will be discussed in university so that's uh, one of your goals so thank you very much and uh, <clears throat> that being said um, if you uh, want to follow the society you can go on their website you can uh, google society for academic freedom 
Freedom and Scholarship. So you'll be on their website. Thank you very much, uh, Mark. So I ju we just had an interview with uh, Professor Mark Mercer, Professor of uh, Philosophy at St. Uh, Mary's University. And he is also the President of Society for Academic Freedom and Scholarship. So thank you very much, Mark. Well, thank you for having me. It was wonderful.